You're listening to The Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to The Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number 14. Today, we're here with a great decorator who decorates not only cookies, she decorates everything, Megan Mountford from The Decorated Cookie. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Good. I'm so glad that you're here. Like I said, since I first got started, you're one that I would look at your stuff and think, oh, one of these days I want to decorate like you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, well, that's so encouraging. Thank you. Well, you are the encouraging one. Thank you so much. Here's my huge question to you. Okay, like me, if you look on my blog, I don't do just cookies. I decorate, you know, I'll, I'll share recipes and things like that. And I'm starting to push more decorating cakes. Work with me. I'm building my confidence there, everybody, but I'm trying to get it out there. But you decorate so many things. How did you get started in decorating not only cookies, but all sweets? Well, I think it started way back in 1998. And at the time, I was in my mid-20s, living in D.C., and I wasn't sure what, what I wanted to do in life. And I was managing a painter and pottery store. And one day, a woman came in and said, oh, I like these pieces over here. And I said, oh, yeah, I did those. And she said, oh, do you want to come work for me? I'm opening up a cookie shop, a decorated cookie shop. And I was like, I don't know how to use frosting, but <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, I'll stay there for a few weeks and until I figure out what I want to do. And I ended up staying there for 10 years, um, during which time... I also had the freedom and the flexibility in the schedule to get my master's and I have a master's in creative writing and I got a master's in um, uh, liberal arts for children. So initially I wanted to write for children, um, but I ended up just decorating cookies. So in the 10 years at the shop, I decorated anything you can imagine. You name an object and I put it on a cookie because that, the better we got at the shop, the stranger the request from customers became. So once they realized we could put anything on a cookie, they'd be like, can you do my dog in a yoga pose? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I think I once I left the shop, which I left when I had my first daughter, and I started the blog around then, I, I found I didn't have much time, and decorating cookies was really time-consuming. So I wanted to find other ways to... Um, other things to decorate that were simpler, easier, more user-friendly, so anyone coming to visit my blog could recreate it, even if they hadn't spent 10 years decorating cookies. Um, and so that's how I kind of started branching out into other treats and sweets. I was also kind of like, oh, 10 years of cookies, I want to do something else. Definitely. And and I agree, that's kind of why I started doing some recipes and stuff, because like I said, you know, everybody knows that I live at a, a camp for kids, and there's always people here. We have thousands of people that come through here every year. And so sometimes I would sit down to start doing cookies, and, you know, time would just get away from me. And I thought, recipes are fast, and I love to bake, and I love to do things. So I kind of started putting recipes on there. So it sounded kind of the same thing. So, yeah. you know, just and I think I think marshmallows were the first. If I recall, I think I started drawing on marshmallows and creating marshmallow art when our kitchen was under renovation and I couldn't bake anything. <laughs> so that was another. I think you know we were washing dishes in a bucket for two months. You know, so oh, no. so at that point I was like, oh, but I, you know I wanted to keep going with the blog, so I started doing things where I wouldn't need an oven or um, a kitchen 
Really. Which is really smart. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I always have marshmallows. So, you yeah, know, exactly. We can... And the store bought, they're easy. And, oh, and I've yeah. done a lot with kids. I've done a lot with um, my two girls in their classes and marshmallows and food writers are something you could bring into any class and the kids can sit down and decorate those easily. Yeah, because there's not I don't think I'm thinking about this. I don't think even here at camp I've ever had a kid that was allergic to marshmallows. I mean, as Oh, oh that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, the longer that just really that opens my world. So yeah. <laughs> the longer we're here, the more allergies that I see. And so yeah, marshmallows seems like it would be a really good safe thing to take. I mean, yeah, so smart. Oh, my goodness. So okay, not only do you decorate anything that's sweet. You also have two books. I love your books. Will you tell us about those? Uh, yeah, you know, that's interesting. The first book um, was published in 2007, which was before I had the blog, which was almost unheard of now. Now it's, um, if, if you don't have a blog, you don't get a cookbook. So this was just a different time back then. And like I had mentioned, I had um, earned a master's in, in creative writing, and I wanted to write for children. And I was not having success writing for children. I thought, well, what do I know? I know how to decorate cookies. Maybe I'll try and get a book, a, a, a tutorial on how to decorate cookies, which really didn't exist at the time. Um, and even looking back now at 2007 and look at my method back then, it seems so basic and so much has changed since then. Um, but back then it was really one of the first books on the topic. And I ended up finding success with getting an agent and a publisher for the first book. Um, then the second one, we wanted we meeting my agent and myself came up with the idea to do something not just cookies because at that point the market was getting a little bit flooded with cookie decorators and cookie decorator books um we we thought let's expand it to all treats and that's why the second one was more um sugarlicious which was covering everything that you could decorate basically oh i love it i think yeah. i have the first one i have <gasps> let's see oh it's a dinosaur it's a cookie relic. sensations was yes, the first one yes. yeah and <laughs> let me tell you how i got it this is a story you know right before we started i told you i was going to tell you something but i was going to wait to the podcast this is it <laughs> um do you remember we had something here called cookie camp and Marianne Rollins, the yes, cookie artist. Yes, she, I remember. I remember. Some of the girls decided to go and try to get like different things that we could give away for door prizes and have a drawing and everything. Well, I never win anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing. For some reason, I won whatever drawing they were doing and I picked your book. And Yay. I love it. It was just like, I have it. And you signed it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love this book. <laughs> so I remember. I remember sending it. I, yep, I remember that really well. They, I'm telling oh. you, the women that came here to, you know, cookie camp, it was great. But Mike and Karen Summers, let me just say this before I get phone calls and emails. Mike and Karen Summers took it over. She came to the second one that we had. And then she took it. And her and Mike seriously have worked magic and done miracles with it. I love, you know, CookieCon this year, CookieCon 2018 is going to be in Indiana in September. So if you guys are interested, I don't know. I think they're, I know they're completely sold out, but keep an eye on them because they know how to do it. They, yeah. oh, it's, it's an amazing event if you love to decorate cookies and you get to make lifetime friends. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, that's one of the things I do love about uh, even blogging and, and, cookies is the community that you find online 
I mean, and, and then in real life, that translates into real life friendships too. It does. Uh, and that, you know, I work at home and I, that could be very isolating, but it's not at all because of this community um, of really awesome people who happen to decorate cookies. So, which, which is great because, you know, like you said, it's very much they, the cookie people are strong, they're loving, they're kind, and they pull you in. They make you want to be friends with yeah. them if you want to or not. And I love them for that because, yeah, you know, me too. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. It's just, it's a great thing. But that, anyways, that's how I got your first book was I actually won something. Hello. <laughs> and it was your book. And I was just, I was absolutely thrilled. <laughs> Okay, so you have children, and is it okay if if I say you have two girls? Because I saw their pictures. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just no, making oh, sure. I am open book with all that. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you have two girls. When you get in the kitchen to do stuff, I mean, do they do they jump in and try to help you decorate? They do. I now I do most of my work. Now I treat it much more like a business. I'd say my blog is a business, so I usually work. Um, during the day when they're at school, or even if they are around, they, it's almost kind of sad because they look at these beautiful cookies on the tray. Mommy, have you photographed those yet? Yeah. Or is that for work? <laughs> or and then after I photograph them, then yes, they can eat them. Yes. Uh, so they get. I'm not. They're not hurting for sugar, so they're doing just fine. Uh, but so they don't ever help me with blog stuff, but they do help me with outside of blog cooking okay. and baking and they are they're actually really surprisingly savvy with the cookie decorating and the frosting bags because we do a lot of uh, you know at holiday time and just for fun we do a lot of candy melts and icing bags that they play around with and make lollipops and um, they've been decorating cookies I've had it as an activity for when their friends come over for holidays with their cousins I will often bring cookies and uh, icing bags already prepared and the kids just sit at the table and they decorate cookies. So, oh, that's so they're, fantastic. They're, they're pretty good at it. And I'm known as the one who brings these things. Uh, the uh, cookie lady. And yeah, I, oh, know, yeah, yeah. I know there, there is an actual lady that lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and she was known as the cookie lady. I think she had a shop and everything, but I'm like, that's kind of not a fair name for her. She probably is the cookie lady, but that's what they call <laughs> everybody who does cookies, which is kind of, Okay. <laughs> well, my daughter, my daughter, she just switched school. My older daughter, who's 10, she just switched schools. But she had been at the same school from pre-K. And every year, starting in pre-K through fourth grade, at the end of the school year, I came in and did cookie decorating with her class. Aww. So every single year, starting at the first day of school, her friends would come up to me. When are we doing cookie decorating for the entire school year until the end of the school year when they actually got to decorate cookies? So oh. there's something they looked forward to the entire school year. My well, daughter is a teacher and I went, I don't even know why I went by her school, but normally I don't, I don't get out that often, but I went by her school and she said, come to the office with me. I want to show you something. So we were walking down the hall and her kids, it was at, of course at the end of the day and her kids were in the bus line waiting for the bus to get there. And as we walked down through there, one girl, she pointed, she said, is that your mom? And my daughter said, yeah. And this little boy said, oh, you're the cookie queen lady. And I'm like, how do they know who I 
am. <laughs> You're royalty. You're so, royalty to them. So apparently I'm supposed to go help them, you know, make cookies, which is good. And I did it with, I guess, the first year she taught, she taught fourth grade and she's still teaching fourth grade. And so I would go and it was just amazing to see what these kids could come up with. I mean, oh, yeah. Really, the imagination, I'm like, man, if you could just give me half your brain, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're fearless, and they, they're not as inhibited, and they have a lot of confidence, and some of it artificial, but have at it. Oh. Um, and it is, I think, though, we, we're in this community of cookie decorators, so we think it's it's more, I think we sort of tend to think it's more common than it really is. But outside of our little community, you have people who do it as a hobby, but it's, it is still people who do pick up icing bags and decorate cookies. It's still a unique, noticeable, fun thing. So I think people, kids who know that you do that, they love thinking that, oh, I can maybe do that one day too. Well, even my husband, he'll come in if I'm working on a blog post or something, he'll come in and if there's a, I, I'm one of my secrets and it's not really a secret, but I just don't have the need to share it with anybody unless they ask. I usually bake a couple extra cookies when I'm creating something that way I can, you know, pipe it. And if I don't like it, I just scrape the icing off and start all over. And that's how, you know, I come up with the cookies. I'm like, Oh, I don't like that nose. Let's do something different. So if he notices, you know, a couple of decorating bags, you know, and a cookie or two he'll pick it up and he'll just start decorating and I'm like Hmm. you really want to work for me don't you (laughs) I said I really hope that you say yes because of all the things that you've made me do around camp from laying floors to you know cleaning toilets I said I have a list for you and I want you to work for me Clean like, all these bottles, do all these dishes. Yes, he's so good to help. He really and truly is. He he he'll jump in and do dishes just about any time. Which I mean, oh, wow. that's a huge thing to me. You know, it's like one thing that you can do is going to save me hours, probably. You know, <laughs> so, so he's really good, but he's he has skills. So okay, we that's need to kind of I don't know. Maybe I need to pick his brain and see what he wants to do. So. <laughs> Okay, so you, like I said, you have two books, you have two girls, but I read something on your About Me page on your blog that you have four cats. Four. We have four cats. Four cats. And I love them, (laughs) but we have four. Uh, We had, I had one, before I got married, I had my dear, sweet Lyra, who was actually a boy, but I didn't know it was a boy when I named him, so the name stuck. And then after I got married, met my husband, we ended up adopting two little sisters. And then when my dear sweet Lyra passed away, we decided to get another cat. But it's always better to get two cats because then they can play with each other. True. Yes. So that's how we ended up with four. True. Like kids. Now, okay, so the two that you got that were together, do they play well with the two that you had? Do all of them get along well? It took months doing everything right. The slow meet the keep them separated give them a towel with the scent of the other cat on it we did everything right and it took months of fighting and some territorial marking which was unpleasant uh, Um, but we but now they're all best of friends now they all sleep in a lump and they're everything is good oh that's great that's great i hope it sticks yeah (laughs) Knock on wood. I'm well, when, 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 <laughs> when they were doing, and we love them. So when they were doing the territorial marking and they were, um, you know, oh. pick up a shirt and be like, oh man, it, it was never a question of getting rid of these cats because we love them. So I was like, I just guess this is how we live now, you know, but yeah. 
but we got through it and now everyone's happy. Good. I'm so glad because yeah. yeah. So we rescued a dog from the pound. This was years and years and years ago. And we rescued a dog from the pound and they told me that it was a full blooded yellow lab. Okay. I believed them. It was five weeks old. So I had to still help feed it with a bottle, but the lab, I mean, the pound was like really getting crowded. And so they let me take her early. And so I had her and she had the markings of a yellow lab, her little face. I mean, so many things, but of course it's five weeks old. What do I know? Right. So I bring it home and she can't stand on the hardwood floors. We would stand her up and her legs would just shoot out from her. (laughs) So, you know, we had to really, we loved her and we took care of her and she ended up being, I mean, seriously, she was like a Yorkie or something. I mean, just beautiful. Beautiful dog, same color as lab. I still wanted that lab though. That was, that's my dream dog. And so my sister, I found an ad in the paper and she said, I'll go pick one out for you. She did great. She went and got this lab and she brought it home and it was so sweet and so kind with a little one that we had, her name was Pebbles. And so when we came in with Kendall, the actual lab, when we came in with Kendall, Pebbles turned around and looked at us like, I hate you. (laughs) Am I I not enough for you? (laughs) Really? Why do you need that dog? And then at that moment, she became a cat in her mind. She would go outside, and if if there was mildew or anything, she would shake her paws when she got in the house like she was a cat. Like, ew, ew, get it off of me. I mean, funniest dog ever. But we had them for years. They both died of old age, but they were the greatest greatest dogs ever and I'm not I mean it's been years ago but I'm not even ready for another dog yet I mean they yeah. just left such yeah. a place on my heart I can't imagine four cats wow I know I, know. I had a hard time losing the my, the one I had had um for, for 15 years I guess before I met my husband that was a tough week but yeah. well tough week when it first happened and then it's I still think I see him in the corner of my eye and mm. um that's just a love you don't ever really get over no, but, they really but I love all my kids family yeah. yeah they're great family so okay so have you got anything exciting coming up on the blog anything you want to share with us oh that's a good I'm, question I sprung this one oh, on I, you I'm sorry you <laughs> actually the next cookie I decorated that I'm excited about um is you know Mr. Rogers of yes, course, Mr. Mr. Rogers, Rogers neighborhood. neighborhood. I just did yeah. a little series with Mr. Rogers neighborhood cookies. So that should be next week, I think, because I, oh. I, his, I guess the 50th anniversary of his appearance on TV is coming up and there is a documentary or a movie about his life coming up in the summer. And I like to choose things that are kind of timely. Um, but I love Mr. Rogers as a kid. I love the show and I know someone who worked with a TV crew that interviewed him not too long before he passed away and said he truly is a wonderful man in real life. And the person you see on TV really is who he was. He was just a generous, kind soul and um, someone I admire. I love hearing that because we, I mean, the world needs more of that. And he (laughs) did. He was just like so kind and warm and friendly so yeah and you you always worry well no is that just a persona and it from everything i've heard consistently everything i've heard from everyone who's ever met him has said that is absolutely who he is that is so good well i can't wait to see these cookies i'm really excited <laughs> 
<laughs> Which everything you make is great, so I can't wait. Okay, so I usually spring this on people. And well, first of all, let me just say, do you have anything that you want to say to the decorating community? Because like I said, you helped mold me into who I am. So thank you for oh, that. Oh. You know, what's yeah? It's, what's interesting too is that I, I sort of I've always had this little doubt. You know, what am I really doing? It, you always have that. What am I doing in life? And what kind of job do I want or career? And I always sort of one thing led to another, and I would end up here. And I thought, well, I always wanted to do something bigger or something where you're changing the world in some fundamental way. And but then I hear stories like where you say, or say, you know, you picked up my book and you learned how to decorate. Yeah. Little smaller stories like that. I got a letter from someone who had a similar story though. She she was having a rough time in general, and she discovered cookie decorating in part from my, I think it was the first book. Um, and then in, in the community that she found, and she said just changed a lot about her life. I'm like, well, there are so many other ways to contribute to the world than, you know, saw, curing cancer or something that I initially thought was bigger. Um, I'm like, well, it is big to put something beautiful in the world or um, to make people happy. Yeah. So it's very encouraging to hear stories like that. Definitely. And like I've said to a lot of people, I mean, imagine how many mothers out there stay home and now they can make their kids cookies for their birthday, or they have turned it into a business where maybe they make money for Christmas and money for birthdays and, you know, money for, and women who have actually, and men who have actually turned this into a job that helps support their family. I mean, you don't know how many lives you've touched doing this. I mean, you know, I think it's great. You know, absolutely. And I think now we're, for all the ills of the world right now, we're also in a really lucky place where there are so many different ways to um, express yourself through art, but also earn money. You don't need to necessarily have a nine to five job that you stay in for 40 years. Now you can do, you know, blogging and baking and, and there's so many different ways to earn a living that we're kind of lucky in that sense that we are here now that you can be a little bit more creative with it. I think it's great. So yeah. do your girls want to decorate cookies when they get older is, or decorate in general when uh, they get older? <laughs> well, it's funny. My, I don't, I don't know what the younger, I don't know what her path will be yet. She's, she's a bit of an oddball in a good way. Um, <laughs> but my heart? older one, my older one, it's funny you say that. My older one said, now keep in mind too, that her view of my job, I think is mostly me at my computer. And in the kitchen as well, but that's sort of what she sees. So she's like, you know, when I grow up, I don't really want to do what you do. That's just kind of boring. And like, she doesn't, she doesn't, she didn't quite grasp the whole concept. So no, she definitely does not want to do what I do at all. She wants to be a singer, horseback rider, Minecraft YouTuber. Oh, so I think that's that, hilarious. Again, nowadays that there are so many different ways to earn money. People are making millions of dollars on YouTube. She could end up being a Minecraft YouTuber horse rider. So the like, sad part is if she ends up being Minecrafter or YouTuber, she's going to be in front of the computer. I hate oh, to yeah. tell her. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't want to do what you do because uh -huh. it's boring, but she's going to be in front of the computer. Be doing the same exact thing. Okay, don't tell her I said that because she may not oh. like me after that. <laughs> I want her to like me. <laughs> How cute is that? So you have no clue what your little one wants to do? I don't know. She's very, um, she's very in her own space, in her own head. She creates very elaborate scenes and stories with her little toys, you know, <laughs> spread out all 
for the table. And and when I overhear what she's doing, it's very interesting. It's just the very intricate stories that I can't quite figure out. But um, so I feel like there will be something with storytelling. Oh, that would be I don't, great. I don't know. I don't know. I saw the picture, like I said, on your About Me page with those glasses on her. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. How cute is that? These giant glasses and that little bitty face. Oh, so cute. cute. Do you ever hear her making up stories that inspire you to do cookies or something out of it? No, but I should. I should listen more <laughs> to what she's like. I should think translate that to cookies or to food art, which... Um, I don't know that I do that enough. And that's something I should get more inspiration from real life and translate that more into food art. You well, know? And you're getting ready to have the summer with them. So maybe keep a notepad oh. around and you get to, oh, I'm like, oh. sigh. <laughs> we're, I'm we're, so la- sorry. <laughs> we're lacking in camps this year. So it's going to be camp mom for most of summer. So oh, I'm just envisioning, uh, right. yeah. you know, and it's, it's hard to get the blog and all that stuff is going to have to be on the back burner a little bit. But. It, it really is hard to juggle. It, it, I mean, it, but I, you know what? You're a mom. You're going to do it. Right. You're, it's going to happen. <laughs> I always do. Yeah. Exactly. It may be three o'clock in the morning when you get something posted, but you know what? You'll get it posted. That's so Exactly. That's exactly it. And I am fortunate to be in a position where I have flexibility. Um, this job has flexibility. And, yeah. and so I am fortunate to have um, to be able to spend most of the summer with them is in and of itself a lucky thing so absolutely I mean any mom that can spend time with her kids during the summer I mean yeah. that is just that's a gift it's a total yeah. total gift and mine are grown and don't live here anymore and oh. you know two out of three are married and I mean they're living great lives but me I'm just like I miss you come home <laughs> I'm, I'm already envisioning what that will be like and I will as much as I'm like oh I can never get anything done I'm already envisioning missing having them around but it's great yeah. because you're so proud of them because they can do what they want to do oh, and yeah. you know you're just so proud you're like oh you did it you can do anything but I think yeah. as a mom you're always like I don't care how old you are you live here come back <laughs> home you know? well it's true and actually the, my mother um, you know I grew up in New Jersey and in the same house that from birth and my mother just sold the house we grew up in that uh, she had she's lived in and for, for 47 years wow. and it was hard for us all very very yeah. hard because it was saying goodbye to this vessel of memories that you know we'll never drive down that street again or pull into the driveway and that was really hard to say goodbye to that yeah that would be wow that yeah. would be very hard Yikes. yeah hmm. but but the next what's coming forward is also positive and it's a good change, but, um, and new adventures await, but it is sad to say goodbye to something you've known for so long. I bet it absolutely is because, you know, I mean, I don't know. You have to let go. You, you just can't go back in there and stand in a room and say, Oh, there's where I fell down and hit my head. (laughs) (laughs) And those memories don't go away once the vessel leaves. No, that's true. It's still there. That's very true. But wow, that would be really hard. So because I still call it, I haven't, I haven't lived there since I was what 17 or 18 when I went to college and I'm 45 now. So it's been a long time since I've lived there, but I still call it home. Yeah. Um, So, but, but I also have my own home that I'm building. So that's, um, certainly worthy of the same. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Wow. So let me ask you this. This is a question that I've kind of wanted to ask everybody, but I'm such a airhead sometimes that I just haven't asked anybody. So you'll be the first. How is cookie decorating and sweet decorating? How is that at Christmas for you? Do you just go nuts? Oh, Christmas is a really, really busy time. Um, I, 
in real life, like I do decorate things for events and parties and Christmas, and I always give cookies away for Christmas, but only little jars to immediate family. I don't cook dozens and dozens to give away to everyone. I'm sure much to everyone I know is dismay. Um, I don't, but I, I always decorate something for my immediate family and my sister and my brother and my nieces and my nieces. Um, but the month before in blog terms is the busiest month of my entire year. Oh, yeah. And it, without almost, <laughs> I'd say five times traffic wise, the rest every other month that year. So it's so busy that I don't even have time to do a lot of personal um, baking and decorating. Sometimes I can combine it, you know, so what I do for the blog, of course, then I can give away. Um, but it's such a busy, hectic month. And I love Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is my favorite season of the favorite holiday, favorite season, favorite time of the year. So part of me is like, you know, maybe I should give up some of that traffic and spend more time enjoying it. Like this is this last Christmas was especially stressful with just so much to do. And I'm like, you know, I don't need it to be that stressful. I can actually do less and enjoy it more. So that's my goal for this coming December. Well, that's a good goal. So, yeah. you know, I love Christmas so much. And I would love it. to me, once the kids start school around here in August, that's when it starts getting exciting. I mean, which me I'm excited, you know, the whole time I'm excited for summer cookies and all this stuff. But once the kids go to school, I'm thinking these moms need something to do. And by George, I love them and I'm going to help them do it. And then that's where it starts. But by the time January gets here, and I mean, I work consistently all the way through and I love it. I love every minute of it. I love my job. I love what I do. But by the time January rolls around, I just look at my husband and I'm like, can I sleep for two days? Because <laughs> I think that's the first thing that we let go is sleep. Yeah. You know? well, <laughs> so. And and. January is such a slow month for me anyway. I, I do. I let things go so much more in January and I do relax. But I agree, August, I always look forward to fall. Yeah. And I've always, always loved the fall to Christmas season. And me that too. is my time. So as soon as it hits fall, I think, oh, yes, now we're going to get the chill in the air. Halloween. Yes. I say even more than Christmas, my Halloween cookies I have more fun with. Um, I love it. Because you can do like so many monsters and zombies and uh, no I love rules. that. I love that season actually. I, that's that's I almost yeah. in terms of cookies, I think I even love Halloween more than Christmas. So, There's no rules. I mean, you yeah. don't have to make the perfect snowflake or the perfect no. Santa Claus or whatever. Like you said, you can pick up a cookie yeah. and hey, this egg is gonna become a monster, you know, or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. I love yeah. it. Well, and actually you you mentioned the perfection thing. I think that's one thing too noteworthy about my style is that I'm not perfect at all. And I think because I don't have patience, I'm not precise, I'm not, I look at some of these cookie decorators that are phenomenally perfect and oh, I look at their cookies yeah, in awe. Beautiful. Um, sweet hams and I, it's stunning to me, Haniella, even Callie you mentioned from Sweet Sugar Bell, just unbelievable talent to be that precise and perfect. And I'm not, I am not and nor ever will be that perfect, but I'm okay with my style too. It's not, um, you know, I can appreciate both, but mine is quicker because it doesn't take as long to be imperfect. <laughs> so I'm like, I could pump through a tray and pretty, you know, in half an hour because I am so go. imperfect, 
but but it is interesting how you can still find joy in that too. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I love to decorate, and my favorite is my granddaughter is allergic to eggs, so she oh. can eat an egg if it's cooked like in a cake, mm-hmm. but to eat royal icing or whatever she can't do that. So before she was born and started, you know, coming up here all the time, you know, when when I would go you know, kidnap them. Um, Trip and I would, we would decorate cookies all the time. And I absolutely loved it. And the, like you said, the freedom and all of that. Well, with Brooke, I'm going to try to do buttercream with her mm-hmm. because she loves sugar cookies and she loves any kind of icing. She is my granddaughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm hoping to do some stuff like that with them. And I really want to see what they can do this Halloween. I'm just oh, going to yeah. make some cookies and throw some piping bags down. Oh, yeah. and say, okay, guys, have at it. What are you going to show Nana? You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've done cookie decorating with kids who had allergies, dairy allergies. And I, I'll do confectioner sugar and soy milk and a little bit of vanilla. And that's it. And you can make an icing from just soy milk and uh, or regular milk if she's not allergic to regular milk yeah. and sugar and that's yeah. it. Yeah, she's not allergic to milk at all. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to the eggs, bless her heart, yeah. they get her. So, okay, is there any advice out there or any advice that you've stumbled across that you just want to share with the rest of us? I am all ears. I'm ready to take it in. What advice do you want to share with the cookie world? Well, you know, someone asked me the other day how I make decisions in life? Like, do I feel pressure to do one thing or another? And I said, a lot of this has to do with, um, I had very severe illness in my early 20s when I was leaving college and I did a lot of surgeries and lots of, um, you know, near-death experiences. And I think that changed my view of how you approach anything in terms of valuing every minute you have. Um, So I never wanted, just for me personally, I never wanted an office job. I never wanted a nine to five. So I carved out a path that would not have that and cookies were that happened to me happened for me to be that path and i think when you approach cookie decorating and grabbing your cookies and coming up with designs or thinking about how you want it to incorporate it into your life uh, you really can do anything you want to do you can make a reality for yourself that matches what you want if that makes sense instead of saying well i need to you know, make this certain number of cookies on Etsy to make, you know, a career this way, or uh, you can really create your own life with cookies any way you want um, and not to be pressured by what everyone else is doing. I think that's true. And within that, be patient with yourself. Oh, absolutely. Because you said something earlier that just triggered in my mind. You said, you know, back in 2007, when you released your first book, you know, things were different back then. Now you have to have a blog and then a book. And so, you know, I totally get that. But... Things have changed from yesterday until today. People are inventing all this stuff and doing this stuff. So just be patient and enjoy every step along the way. I promise you won't regret it, you know? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And because there is so much change, patience is so important too. Because I did start doing one thing back in 1998 and, you know, cookies. I started the blog in 2007 and now it's, oh my gosh. 10 years later, 11 years later, uh, so much, it it is a journey and so much happens throughout that course and you have ups and downs and successes and failures. Uh, But if you're not enjoying it, then there is no point whatsoever in going on that path. You've got to choose a different path. That's true. So yeah, we both encourage you to be happy and find something fun that you love (laughs) and go for it. You can do this. 
And you can can make a career out of it. So definitely, we both did. You know, yeah. so that's yeah. great. So, okay. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so psyched to be able to talk to real people in the world real uh, about cookies who share my love of cookies that's and right. food decorating. Sugar. Just sugar. Yeah. We love sugar. <laughs> sugar. Sugar. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Megan, for being here. Like I said, you've made our day. If you guys want to check out Megan, like links to her books and her blog and all that stuff, I'm sure you already know where it's at and where to find her. But if you'll go to the podcast on the power of a cookie at thebarefootbaker.com, I'll have all this listed. Just look for her beautiful picture and then click it and then you'll find the list to everything that she has. So that, well, probably not everything because I, I don't have a picture of your cats okay <laughs> <laughs> i cannot get pictures of them they just move too fast well so. we're not even going to try it but thanks everybody for <laughs> tuning in come back in two weeks and we will have a brand new podcast for you thank you so much thanks for listening to the power of a cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com